Welcome to the LA Public Health Podcast for Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. I'm Steve Baldwin, and today's show includes comments from LA County Board of Supervisors Chair Pro Tem Hilda Solis, followed by an update on the revised health order related to COVID-19 led by Dr. Barbara Ferrer, Director of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. Thanks in advance for listening to the podcast, and as a reminder, be sure to subscribe to our show in your podcast app and follow our department across all social media at LA Public Health. And now, Supervisor Solis. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us again for today's daily briefing. I'm Hilda Solis, Chair Pro Tem of the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors. And yesterday, as many of you know, our Director of Public Health, Dr. Barbara Ferrer, signed a revised order to reopen more businesses and places of worship, doing so safely and with important protections put in place. In a moment, you'll hear from Dr. Ferrer, who will share additional details regarding the revised health order. As a nation, we have tragically reached over 100,000 deaths stemming from COVID-19. 2,143 of those deaths are of residents in Los Angeles County. We are mourning. These are the deaths of our friends, our family, and members of our community. In the New York Times this weekend, we read about Loretta Mendoza Donicio of Los Angeles, a cancer survivor born in the Philippines. Jessica Beatriz Cortez, a young 32-year-old who immigrated to the United States three years ago and since made Los Angeles her home. Paul Martinez, a Los Angeles sports fan from West Covina, far too many more people across the nation like us. And Ann Sullivan of Woodland Hills, who was an animator for The Little Mermaid. They were all fellow Americans. They were our neighbors. And we mourn with them and their families. I also want to address the growing issue of many people delaying their, necess- their necessary medical care because of COVID-19. Surveys have shown that as much as a third of Americans have delayed or avoided medical care because of concerns about COVID-19 or because they don't want to overwhelm the healthcare system. Please know that our hospitals, our clinics, and our healthcare providers remain safe places for you to seek medical attention if necessary. We do not want anyone to delay or avoid necessary or urgent medical care. And seeking help in a timely manner can actually save many lives. If you need medical attention, please consult with your health care provider, and they will work with you to determine the best course of action. Since the start of the Safer at Home order, it's been reinforced that some of our communities are actually not safe at all. The number of calls to domestic violence hotlines has spiked and continues to be in high volume. Average calls from the beginning of 2020 until the Safer at Home order averaged about 100 to about 150 calls per week. Since the Safer at Home order, calls have been on the rise. And just to give you an example, for the last three weeks, there have been over 300 calls each week. And last week, we saw a spike of 350 calls, which is the highest weekly total for this, this time so far. This is a critical issue. And if you or someone you know needs help, please, please do not hesitate to reach out and to call the following number, 213-626-3396. And lastly, I want to mention the status of our Census 2020 efforts. As some of you know, filling out the census is not only about counting our population, but to accurately allocate federal resources where we need them the most. 
An accurate count of our communities means getting our fair share of resources to fund very important services that people rely on. The census count only happens once every 10 years, so it is very important that everyone gets counted. Our health care and public safety services, our early childhood education, our senior programs depend on an accurate and complete census count. And currently, just to give you information, Los Angeles County Census, our response rate is about 56.5%, which is lower than the state's response, which is at 61.2%. So let's do our part and let's increase our response rate and encourage everyone to fill out the census. It is easier now than ever to respond since you can do it by telephone, mail, or online. Every household should have received their census invitation in the mail and you have until July 31st of this year to respond. Please visit census.lacounty.gov for more information and please be counted. Thank you so much. With that, I'd like to now introduce Dr. Barbara Ferrer, our Public Health Director. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you so much, Supervisor Solis, and to the entire Board of Supervisors. I'm proud to be part of your team, and you continue to lead us through this pandemic with strength and grace. To update you on our current status, I'm sad to report 53 additional people have died from COVID-19. 35 of the people who died are over the age of 65, and 30 people over the age of 65 who passed away had underlying health conditions. 14 people who died are between the ages of 41 and 65, and 12 of the people in this age group had underlying health conditions. Two people who died were younger between the ages of 18 and 40, and one person in this age group had an underlying health condition. Information on the two deaths reported by the City of Long Beach are available at longbeach.gov. This does bring the total number of deaths in LA County to 2,195. And for all of you who have lost someone you love to COVID-19, we are so very sorry. Uh, through this sad and difficult time, we keep you in our thoughts and our prayers every day. For the 2,024 people who have passed away where race and ethnicity information has been identified, 40% are Latino, Latinx, 29% are white, 17% are Asian, 12% are African American, 1% are Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander, and 1% identified with another race and ethnicity. 93% of the people who have passed away from COVID-19 had underlying health conditions and as more people are out and about and businesses are reopened, uh, if you have an underlying health condition, it's more important than ever that you take common sense precautions. Stay home as much as possible, avoid close contact with others, and if you have even mild symptoms, contact your provider immediately. Today we're also reporting 933 new cases, and this brings the total number of people who have tested positive for COVID-19 in LA County to 48,700. The 48,700 total cases we're reporting include 1,605 total cases reported by the City of Long Beach and 883 total cases reported by the City of Pasadena. Both cities have independent health departments. We are also reporting 368 confirmed cases among people experiencing homelessness. And I wanna thank the teams of folks who have been out 
uh, encouraging people uh, where appropriate to get tested. 181 people who were sheltered were appropriately isolated and their close contacts have been quarantined. There are 6,283 people who tested positive for COVID-19 and have at some point during their illness been hospitalized. This is 13% of all of our cases, positive cases. And again, I wanna note a steady decline in the percent of positive cases that require hospitalization. There are currently 1,477 people who have tested positive for COVID-19 and are hospitalized. 27% of the people who are hospitalized are in the ICU and 19% of, the, of these people are on ventilators. Every day we've continued to see a slight decrease in the number of people who are hospitalized over the past few weeks. We've investigated a total of 484 residential congregate settings and non-residential settings with at least one confirmed or suspect case of COVID-19. Of these, 440 are currently being investigated and 440 are closed investigations. These settings do include nursing homes, assisted living facilities, shelters, treatment centers, supportive living, correctional facilities, workplaces, food and retail, and educational settings. The total confirmed cases in institutional settings is 11,772. And this includes 7,492 residents uh, and 4,280 staff people. I am sad to report that 1,166 people who were living in institutional settings have now died from COVID-19. And this represents 53% uh, of our deaths. The vast majority of the people living in residential settings, 88% of the, of the deaths in, resident, in institutional settings uh, resided in skilled nursing facilities. And to all of you who are grieving uh, loved ones who lived at these facilities, uh, we are really sorry for your loss. And we continue to work hard with our partners and the facilities to make sure that we're doing everything we can to ensure the safety of residents and employees. Uh, there are 779 confirmed cases at some point in jail facilities uh, that have been positive for COVID-19. 607 were among people who were incarcerated and 172 among staff. The Sheriff's Office is reporting that today at their facilities, 182 people who are incarcerated have tested positive for COVID-19. 425 people who are incarcerated have recovered. 242 people who are incarcerated are in isolation. And 5,163 people who are incarcerated are currently quarantined. And I wanna thank uh, Correctional Health and the Department of Health Services for extending uh, uh, testing to uh, many of the people who are incarcerated uh, currently at the jail sites where there are a significant number of people who are positive. There are 176 cases in the state prison, 127 are among people who are incarcerated and 49 among staff. And there are 744 cases in the federal prison facilities, 730 among people who are incarcerated and 14 among staff. There are now 25 cases in the juvenile facilities slight increase in both the number of youth and the staff. There are now 10 youth that are positive and 15 among staff. You can find information on confirmed and suspect cases 
in these facilities, as well as our dashboard on testing, case and death data, and on recovery at our website, publichealth.lacounty.gov. Uh, today, the LA County Sheriff's Department is reporting 247 positive cases among staff, 515 staff are quarantined, and 1,281 staff have returned to work. The LA County Fire Department is reporting that 333 staff members have tested positive for COVID, have been tested for COVID-19. Let me repeat that, sorry. 333 staff members have been tested for COVID-19. Uh, only 28 staff have tested positive. 12 are isolated at home. 24 have returned to work and four are homesick. Thanks again to Sheriff Villanueva and Chief Osby for sharing this information with us. There are over 517,000 COVID-19 test results for individuals that have been reported to the LA County Department of Public Health, and 8% of people who were tested were positive. I do wanna encourage the labs that are processing COVID-19 tests to report their results to us immediately. This is required by law, and it's extraordinarily important information that helps public health do their job to uh, interview all the cases and identify close contacts. So please, uh, to all the new labs especially, uh, it is a mandatory report to us and it needs to happen immediately. There are appointments that are available at the regional testing sites and you can find these testing sites and make an appointment online at covid19.lacounty.gov slash testing. Uh, today, I'd like to give you an update on cases amongst our healthcare workers, our heroes. Uh, these numbers include all healthcare workers who work in LA County, even if they live in another jurisdiction. There are a total of 4,861 healthcare workers and first responders that have confirmed cases of COVID-19 in LA County. This is an additional 563 new cases since last week. Cases have been identified among 26 different occupational settings, and the vast majority of cases are among healthcare workers from skilled nursing facilities and hospitals. Uh, staff at skilled nursing facilities account for 44% of the positive cases for COVID-19, and this is, a part, this is in part a reflection of the increased testing at, uh, at these sites. The hospitals account for an additional 26% of the cases. The additional facilities that are reporting positive cases include outpatient facilities, home health, first responders, and mental health settings. Nurses continue to account for the majority of positive cases at 46%, though the cases that have been, although cases have been identified among a range of occupational roles, including caregivers, medical assistants, physicians, and people who work in environmental services. The source of exposure is known for 59% of the healthcare workers who have tested positive for COVID-19, and 80% of healthcare workers with a known exposure were exposed at their healthcare facility. 6% of healthcare workers have been hospitalized at some point for COVID-19. And unfortunately, I'm sad to report that 30 healthcare workers have lost their lives from COVID-19. This is four additional people since our report last week. 22 of the healthcare workers who passed away worked in skilled nursing or assisted living facilities. 
Four people worked in hospitals, one person worked in a correctional facility, and one person worked in home health, and one person who passed away worked in an outpatient facility. There is one healthcare worker who passed away uh, for whom we have not yet identified their workplace setting. We do mourn the loss of all of the healthcare workers who passed away, and to their families and their friends, our hearts go out to you. And I want to continue to thank all of our healthcare workers who are on the front lines across the entire county. Your work does make us all healthier and safer, and we are so deeply indebted to what you do. Uh, today, I also want to provide a brief update on our efforts at, the, at LA County's skilled nursing facilities. Uh, yesterday, the Board of Supervisors, in support of the work that's happening uh, to protect residents and employees at skilled nursing facilities, appointed an inspector general to make sure that we are continuing to see the gains uh, that we need to see uh, at our skilled nursing facilities. And we appreciate the board's support and the deep commitment to making sure that we do not continue to see the disproportionality that's affecting our most vulnerable residents uh, who reside and work uh, at these, uh, at these uh, skilled uh, nursing facilities. Uh, to date, 163 skilled nursing facilities have been able to test all of the residents and the staff, and there are an additional 63 nursing facilities where testing is in progress. This work is happening in collaboration with our partners at Health Services and the City of LA. We do continue to see a decline in the daily deaths of people who resided in skilled nursing facilities. As of yesterday, there was an average of seven deaths per day, which is still tragic, but this compares to an average of 21 deaths per day one week ago and 25 deaths per day three weeks ago. We have a long way to go, but I really want to uh, thank everybody who's been uh, so helpful in making sure that we get on a path that protects uh, both the employees and the residents in these facilities. I do also want to note that we have, uh, we're in process now of working with all of the nursing, uh, skilled nursing facilities that have no cases to make sure that they have scheduled, as directed by the state, uh, testing for all of their employees and all of their residents. Uh, and that would be in compliance with the state's order of last Friday, that was issued last Friday. Uh, we're grateful to the support uh, from the board and we do look forward uh, to uh, having an inspector general to make sure that we're looking at uh, doing everything possible uh, to improve the situation at the skilled nursing facilities. Uh, yesterday, the LA County Health Officer issued a new order, safer at work and in the community. This order allows us to align with the state executive orders and with the state health officer orders uh, for all of the reopenings. Um, with adherence, of course, to distancing and infection control requirements. Uh, so we will now be opening uh, houses of worship, uh, offices, in-store shopping at retail establishments, and this includes indoor malls and shopping centers, flea markets, swap meets, and drive-in movie theaters. As of today, these are all permitted activities. Pools, hot tubs, and saunas that are in multi-unit residences or part of a homeowner's association can also reopen. Political protests with limited numbers of participants are also allowed. 
And just some notes for every uh, permitted activity, there are in fact um, directives on how to make sure that we are creating again spaces and places that are as safe as possible. Houses of worship uh, can operate at 25% capacity or with a maximum of 100 people, whichever is lower. And they're encouraged to continue to offer uh, virtual uh, services for people who cannot safely come uh, to a physical space. Retail establishments, including malls and shopping centers, can operate at 50% capacity in terms of uh, customers in their spaces. This order does continue to align us with the state's orders on a move forward basis and allows the county to quickly adopt state reopenings unless the health department and the board decide differently. There are protocols on our website to guide the reopenings and we ask employers, operators and owners to complete the required checklists and share this information with employees and the public. This way, everyone gets to play their part in creating as much safety as possible. For businesses that are planning to reopen, please be sure to adhere to the distancing and infection control directives because this is what provides safety for employees and customers. There is a lot at stake as we reopen. More people being around one another can result in more transmission of COVID-19, which is more cases and likely more hospitalizations and deaths. This is why it couldn't be more important for us to take care of each other when we're out of our homes. Face coverings and physical distancing are required if you are or may be in contact with other people. If there are two million more people going to offices, stores, and houses of worship now, and even 2% are infected with COVID-19, we would have 40,000 people moving about that are capable of spreading this virus. And if each infected person transmits to even just one other person, there could be 80,000 people infected over a couple of weeks. And if we assume that 5% of people who are infected with COVID-19 may need to be hospitalized, that would be 4,000 additional folks that would need a hospital bed. Without taking a lot of care to make sure infected people do not infect others, we could easily get to a place where the hospitals are overwhelmed. So as businesses reopen and we're out and about more, there are three cardinal rules for all of us to follow. Since any one of us could be positive for COVID-19 and not know it, we need to make sure that our respiratory droplets are not spread to others. And we do this by wearing a cloth face covering and by staying at least six feet away from other people. If we're sick or we've tested positive for COVID-19, we need to isolate at home, stay away from others for at least 10 days uh, and until our fever is gone and our symptoms have resolved. If we've been in contact with anyone who is positive for COVID-19, we too need to quarantine at home for 14 days because that's the incubation period for this virus. The key to a successful recovery journey is all of us doing our part to protect each other. And thanks to everybody who already is doing their part. Let's continue to do our work by taking care of each other. And we're now ready for questions. And ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to ask a question, please press one and zero on your telephone keypad. You may withdraw your question at any time by repeating the one zero command. 
If you're using a speakerphone, please pick up the handset before pressing the numbers. Once again, if you have a question, you may press 1, then 0 at this time. And reporters here are requested to please ask a one question uh, for courtesy to others. And uh, first we turn to the line of Ryan Carter with LA Daily News. Please go ahead. Uh, hello. Thank you, Doctor and uh, Supervisor uh, Solis. Um, so I wanted to push a little bit uh, today on the, the amended health order from yesterday. There are businesses out there that were a little confused yesterday about the, the messaging here and how the city of L.A. kind of stepped ahead of the county late yesterday in announcing it. I, I wondered if there was any reluctance to go forward with signing off on the, on the in-store retail and the churches, and if so, um, what might have changed to go forward with um, uh, allowing the order, and are you concerned we're moving too fast? Thank you. Well, if I could just re respond as a county board of supervisor, we had a very thorough discussion uh, regarding uh, the next stage and what we would what we would uh, undertake and of course yesterday we had a full board meeting so there was a lot of discussion regarding uh, new approaches and things that we wanted to make sure to safeguard our, our nursing facilities and and what have you um, I would just say to you that I don't believe that the mayor was ahead of us because we were in conversation and uh, we had a great discussion with our Department of Public Health uh, director uh, and all entities involved. So I, I think it was a very good discussion. I don't think there was any reluctance on our part. We take very keen interest in any information that we provide and obviously want to make sure that whatever health orders are provided are accurate, efficient, and easy to read. So if there's anything I'd, I'd ask Dr. Ferrer to please add, if she would like to add anything. Yeah, no, thank, thanks so much. Um, you know, if, for anybody who's looked at the health officer order, you, you know it, it takes a bit of time to actually put these together. So I do want to acknowledge that, um, you know, the board has been very supportive of us taking this approach. I don't think uh, that, you know, there's anybody really getting ahead of anybody else. Um, both uh, Pasadena and Long Beach as well are in, um, you know, sort of concert with this approach. Uh, everybody's been uh, trying to figure out, you know, for the last week, um, how do we make this easier, uh, both on businesses and on residents, um, so that there's clarity about the path forward and what we all need to do uh, to make sure that uh, we're moving through recovery safely. So I would agree with Supervisor Solis and all of the board members uh, that this is, uh, you know, this is the steps that we're taking because we feel confident with all of the support that we have uh, from our communities um, that we can, in fact, you know, move forward on a recovery journey aligned with uh, the state. So, next question. And next we turn to the line of Claudia Pescuta with KNX News Radio. Please go ahead. Hi, Claudia. Question. Um, you didn't exactly address this. Do you have any concerns about the pace of reopening? Thank you. At this point, if you're asking me as a board of supervisor, my opinion is oh. that. <laughs> Sorry, I was asking. Dr. Ferrer? We're a little delayed on the, the microphone, but let me just, I'll just say something briefly and turn it over to Dr. Ferrer. Um, I believe that we are actually following along the lines of the governor's uh, order, and I do believe that uh, our public health officer will always 
take us down the right approach, which is based on data, scientific evidence, and of course we look to see what our, uh, you know, population is at, at our hospitals. I think those are the things that are driving us that we need to be careful because we're still not out of, out of this uh, area that we know we have to be very mindful of. So I know moving ahead, it seems like it's slow, but actually we're actually, I think, doing, doing very well. Uh, in, in consideration to our population, we are one of those counties that has the largest number of COVID patients and deaths. And we wanna make sure that we keep bringing that curve down. Dr. Ferrer? Thanks so much, Claudia. And I think the supervisor said it best. You know, we're, we're moving forward. Uh, this is the recovery phase. Uh, we feel very confident. Uh, and we feel very confident because of all the work everybody has already done to get us here. You know, hospitalizations are down. Our deaths are down. Um, the number of cases is up, but that's a good thing, as I've noted, because it just means a lot more people are getting tested. But our positivity rate is also down. We do have to all go carefully, um, and by that I mean we have to be diligent about doing whatever we can do to protect each other. Um, but I, yes, I feel confident that um, we're moving forward in a, in a, in a manner that's uh, very respectful of the resources we have here and the need, in fact, for us to be on a reopening, uh, safer in the community, safer at work journey. And, but we have to be on this journey together. So thanks for the question. We'll take the next question. And next, we turn to the line of Dave Lopez with CBS 2 News. Please go ahead. Yes, good afternoon to both of you. Following up a little bit on that, uh, Doctor, uh, it appears the, the, the county is asking for a variance, which will probably be approved. I mean, I'm not positive, but it seems that you can meet those numbers. But my main question is, is this going to be as simple as it's all depending on us, the mass, the distancing? I mean, is it that simple, or is there more to this? Uh, that could set us back. I think I think that's a, a really excellent question. So a lot does depend on us as individuals, but I've also said a lot depends on us as sort of uh, people who are in institutional settings. Uh, so as individual people, we do our part. We keep our distance. We wear our cloth face coverings everywhere we are when we're in contact with other people. We avoid crowds. We wash our hands. We stay home when we're sick. As institutions and people who are part of institutions, uh, we also take care of each other by making sure at our institutions we're doing all we can, that we've reconfigured space, that we're still allowing people to stay home when they can telework and that makes sense, uh, that we're not, uh, you know, we're not creating additional risks by bringing people back to work. So retail experiences should look different. Office experiences should, should look different. Uh, when we're at our uh, houses of worship, those experiences should look different. So I, I do think things will be different, uh, but I think it is in that difference uh, that we're doing what I call infection control, uh, maximizing, you know, stopping the spread, many different ways, a lot of cleaning that needs to happen, a lot of hand sanitizer, bathrooms need to be well stocked, and then doing everything we can, particularly to protect our workers. Uh, uh, so that they, in fact, are not having uh, too much exposure to other people who could be transmitting the virus. So, yes, I think it's, it's simple in one sense, but for everybody who's reopening, you know that there are protocols that you need to adhere to, and that may not be so simple 
which is why we've been saying all along, we are reopening, but I urge businesses and institutions to take their time to make sure that when they are open again, they're doing it in as safe a manner as possible. And we'll take the next question. Thank you. Next, we turn to the line of Jacqueline Cosgrove with the LA Times. Please go ahead. Hi, thank you so much for taking my question. Um, Dr. Ferrer, um, I was wondering, yesterday at the Board of Supervisors meeting during the closed session, you provided some data to the board about how, that showed that LA County was ready to apply for a variance. Uh, last week, we were talking about how the county wasn't going to open up until July 4th. Uh, I'm wondering if you can explain what changed in a week and when you are going to publicly release the data that you showed them in closed session. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thanks so much for that. Um, I didn't really – I don't think I presented any data in closed session. Uh, we're working on a variance application today and pulling – uh, you know, pulling together the data. I do know the criteria for submitting for a variance, um, and I was able to speak about that. You know, our testing, uh, you know, our positivity rate is down. Uh, we've increased our capacity to do contact tracing. Uh, we have, a, you know, a shored up, and this is, again, with the help of EMS and, and the Department of Health Services, the PPE supply. Uh, you know, the hospital capacity remains very strong. So, you know, there's a detailed uh, form that needs to get filled out for any county that's submitting for a variance, and, and we're pulling together all that data today um, and feel confident that, that we will meet the criteria and we will hope to submit by the end of the day today. Um, and I don't, I, I, I don't think there's really a disconnect. Um, we've been on a recovery journey, and uh, I think that July 4th date is, is a date that really says, you know, we will, we will be continuing to reopen between now and July 4th in a phased-in approach. We've always talked about a phased-in approach. It's never been one day we're closed, one day we're open. And I, you know, I do think Supervisor Barger was re referencing that, that, you know, this is a journey. We're on a reopening journey. Nothing's really changed. Um, we weren't eligible for the variance last week. Uh, this week we are eligible. We have met the criteria, particularly it was a, an issue of our, our test, our positivity rates, and we're now there, so we'll go ahead and apply for that variance. But we have time for one more question. And our final question comes from Lee Roth with Fox News. Please go ahead. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Ferreira, of the 48,700 known positive cases, how many instances have you come across of uh, repeat positives uh, per individual, meaning someone who had tested positive, for lack of a better word, recovered, and then tested positive again? And whatever that number is, I'd be obliged for your, your analysis of, of that figure. Thank you. Thanks. Um, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I really I don't have that number. You know, the best that we are doing right now is we're hearing, and it's mostly through researchers and scientists and clinicians, we're hearing of isolated cases where people have tested positive, uh, they've recovered uh, in the sense that they felt fine, uh, they completed their isolation period, um, and then, you know, a few weeks later, they, they tested positive again. They felt sick again, got tested, and tested positive. So mostly what we're looking at is data that we're receiving from clinicians, um, and we're looking at the research on this issue. Uh, we haven't really had the capacity to be able to go into 
um, the testing data and look for what is a reasonable question. Look and see if we have matches. People who tested positive and then a month or two later came back in and tested positive again. Um, but I, I am very confident that there are a lot of clinicians and researchers that are looking at this very issue about uh, can you uh, be positive, think that you've recovered, and then test positive again. And is that either that you've had the infection twice or is that that you actually um, never stop shedding the virus enough to test positive on a PCR test? Um, but we'll now go to remarks in Spanish. Thank you. Buenas tardes y gracias por acompañarnos hoy día. Soy la supervisora Hilda Solís del Condado de Los Ángeles. Ayer, nuestra directora de salud pública, la doctora Barbara Ferrer, firmó una nueva orden para abrir iglesias y más negocios de manera segura y con protecciones necesarias. En un momento, el Departamento de Salud Pública nos va a dar más detalles sobre la nueva orden de salud. Como nación, ya tenemos más de 100,000 muertos del coronavirus. Más de 2,000 de estas muertes representan residentes en el Condado de Los Ángeles. Cada pérdida es una vida humana y nos duele. Cada muerte representa un ser querido. En el New York Times de este fin de semana, leemos sobre Loretta Mendoza Dionisio de Los Ángeles, una sobreviviente de cáncer nacida en las Filipinas. Jessica Beatriz Cortez, una joven de 32 años, quien vino a los Estados Unidos hace tres años y ya hizo su lugar o hogar aquí en Los Ángeles. Y Paul Martínez de West Covina, una persona que la encantaba los deportes, como muchos de nosotros. Ellos fueron nuestros compañeros, amigos, y oramos para cada uno de ellos. También les quiero decir que muchas personas no están poniendo atención a su salud médica. Estudios nos dicen que una tercera de nuestros de nosotros estamos descuidado de nuestra atención médica por preocupación de COVID-19. Hospitales y clínicas son lugares seguros. Deben de buscar y de tomar atención médica si lo sienten sin miedo. Si no se siente bien, por favor, vaya a su doctor o su clínica, o si no, habla a 211 aquí en el Condado de Los Ángeles. Del principio del orden más seguro en casa, sabemos que hay muchos que no están más seguros en sus casas. El número de llamadas reportando violencia doméstica han subido. Al principio del orden, recibimos 100 llamadas cada semana. En las últimas tres semanas, recibimos más de 300 llamadas cada semana. Y la semana pasada, tuvimos 350 llamadas, lo más alto en este momento. Si necesitan ayuda, llama a 211, por favor, para conseguir esa ayuda. Por último, quiero una vez más animarles al participar en el Censo 2020. Llenar al censo, asegurar que todos se sean contados. Esto asegura que recibimos los fondos para recursos que ayudan a nuestras escuelas, departamentos de salud, nuestras carreteras y nuestras comunidades. 
Nuestros servicios de salud y seguridad, seguridad pública dependen de un conteo preciso y completo del censo. El censo solo pasa una vez cada 10 años. Solamente 56% de nosotros en el condado hemos llenado el censo. Y por todo el estado de California, 61% lo han llenado. Todos tenemos que llenar el censo. Es fácil cumplir y ya que podemos responder en el teléfono o correo o línea, es más fácil. Por favor, visita al census.lacounty.gov para más información. Muchísimas gracias. Buenas tardes. Para actualizarlos, nos da tristeza informar que 53 personas adicionales han fallecido por causas de COVID-19. Esto eleva el número total de fallecimientos a 2,195. Para las 2,024 personas que fallecieron donde se identificó la raza etnicidad, 40% son latinas, 29% son blancas, 17% son asiáticas, 12% son afroamericanas, 1% son nativas de Hawái o de las Islas del Pacífico y 1% se identifica con otra raza de etnicidad. 93% de las personas fallecidas por causas de COVID-19 tenían condiciones delicadas de salud. Hoy estamos reportando 933 casos nuevos. Esto eleva el número total de personas que dieron resultados positivos en el condado de Los Ángeles a 48,700. Estamos reportando 368 casos confirmados entre personas sin hogar. 6,283 personas que dieron positivo para COVID-19 fueron hospitalizadas en algún momento durante su enfermedad cual representa el 13% de todos los casos positivos. Actualmente hay 1,477 personas que están hospitalizadas, cual representa el 27% de estas personas, perdón, 27% de estas personas están en unidades de cuidados intensivos y el 19% de estas personas están en ventiladores. Y cada día seguimos viendo pequeñas reducciones en el número de personas hospitalizadas. Hemos investigado un total de 484 entornos de congregación residencial y no residenciales con al menos un caso confirmado o de sospecha de ser COVID-19. El total de casos confirmados en entornos institucionales es de 11,772, incluyendo 7,492 residentes y 400, perdón, 4,280 miembros de personal. También nos da tristeza informar que 1,166 personas que vivían en entornos institucionales han fallecido por causas de COVID-19, lo que representa el 53% de todos los fallecimientos. El 88% de los fallecimientos en entornos institucionales residían en centros de enfermería especializada. También reportamos 779 casos confirmados en algún momento en las instalaciones de la cárcel, 
La oficina del Aguacil reporta que entre personas encarceladas, 182 han dado resultados positivos, eh, 425 se han recuperado, 242 se, se encuentran aisladas y 5,163 están en cuarentena. Hay 176 casos en la prisión estatal. 744 casos en las prisiones federales y hay 25 casos en las instalaciones juveniles. El Departamento del Aguacil también reporta que entre su personal hay 247 casos positivos, 515 personas en cuarentena y 1,281 empleados han regresado a trabajar. El Departamento de Bomberos informa que 333 miembros del personal han sido evaluados para COVID-19. 28 han dado resultados positivos. 12 están aislados en su hogar. 24 han regresado al trabajo. Y 4 están enfermos en su casa. Más de 517 mil resultados de la prueba de COVID-19 han sido reportados al Departamento de Salud Pública y el 8% de las personas evaluadas fueron positivas. Queremos pedirle a los laboratorios, especialmente los nuevos con los que estamos trabajando, que um, nos informen de sus re resultados regularmente. Esa información es muy importante para poder entender uh, cómo van nuestros esfuerzos en frenar la propagación de COVID-19. Hay citas disponibles en nuestros sitios de pruebas regionales y puede hacer una cita en covid19.lacounty.gov-testing. Un total de 4,861 profesionales de salud y personal de primeros auxilios que trabajan en el condado de Los Ángeles han dado resultados positivos por COVID-19 cual representa 563 casos nuevos adicionales desde la semana pasada. Se han identificado casos entre 26 entornos de trabajo distintos y la gran mayoría de los casos corresponden a profesionales de salud, um, en centros de enfermería especializada y en hospitales. Las instalaciones de enfermería especializada representan el 44% de todos los casos. Y esto es en parte uh, un reflejo del aumento de, pruebo, de pruebas que se hacen en estos sitios. Los hospitales representan un 26% de casos. Las enfermeras y enfermeros continúan siendo la mayoría de los casos positivos, uh, 46%, aunque los casos se han identificado entre una variedad de trabajos, uh, incluyendo asistentes médicos, personas que trabajan en servicios ambientales, por ejemplo. 6% de los trabajadores de salud han sido hospitalizados en algún momento por COVID-19. Y nos da tristeza informar que 30 profesionales de salud han fallecido por causas de COVID-19, incluyendo cuatro personas adicionales desde nuestro informe de la semana pasada. 163 centros de enfermería especializada han evaluado a todos sus a residentes y personal y 63 centros de enfermería adicionales a, siguen con pruebas en pie. Y ese trabajo es en colaboración con el Departamento de Servicios de Salud y la Ciudad de Los Ángeles. 
continuamos observando una reducción en fallecimientos diarios de personas que residían en centros de enfermería especializada. A partir de ayer, uh, hubo un promedio de siete fallecimientos por día en comparación con un promedio de 21 fallecimientos por día hace una semana y 25 fallecimientos um, por día hace tres semanas. Ayer el oficial de salud del condado de Los Ángeles emitió una nueva orden, más seguros en el trabajo y en la comunidad. Esta orden se basa en las órdenes previas y en coordinación con las órdenes estatales cual permiten la reapertura con algunas condiciones y requisitos um, cual mantienen el distanciamiento físico y el control de infecciones uh, en lugares como iglesias y lugares de fe, oficinas, uh, tiendas de uh, compras de comerciantes minoristas, incluyendo tiendas en centros comerciales. También se pueden abrir piscinas, jacuzzis y saunas que se encuentran en una residencia de varias unidades um, que son, o que son parte de una, aso, una, un lugar de propietarios. También se, permitan, se permiten protestas políticas con un número limitado de participantes. Los lugares de fe pueden operar al 25% de su capacidad o con un máximo de 100 personas, cual sea menor. Los negocios comerciales minoristas, incluidos centros comerciales, pueden funcionar al 50% de su capacidad. Esta orden nos pone en el mismo camino con las órdenes emitidas por el Estado de California y nos ayuda a seguir Um, en pie con esas órdenes del Estado uh, más rápidamente. Y vamos a seguir um, trabajando con el Departamento de Salud y la Junta um, de Supervisores para decidir si tenemos que proceder de una manera distinta. Hay protocolos en nuestro sitio web para guiar las reaperturas y, pe y pedimos a los empleadores uh, y a los propietarios que completen las listas de verificación y que las compartan con sus empleados y con el público en general um, para que todos puedan contribuir a la seguridad uh, en, dentro del sitio. Hay mucho en juego a medida que reabrimos. El hecho de que más personas están cerca unas de otras pueden provocar una mayor transmisión de COVID-19 y pueden haber más casos y probablemente más hospitalizaciones y fallecimientos. Entonces, a medida que los negocios reabren, um, hay tres reglas fundamentales que todos debemos seguir. Eh, dado que cualquiera de nosotros podría ser positivo sin saberlo, um, debemos asegurarnos de que nuestras gotitas respiratorias uh, no se propaguen a los demás usando una cubierta de tela para la cara que cubre, um, que, que ayuda a mantener y, perdón, y seguir manteniéndonos de seis pies en distancia con los demás. Si estamos enfermos um, um, y si hemos dado positivo por COVID-19, debemos aislarnos en casa a mantenerlos alejados de los demás uh, durante al menos 10 días y hasta que nuestra fiebre haya desaparecido y ya no tengamos más síntomas. Si hemos estado en contacto con alguien que es positivo por COVID-19, necesitamos ponernos en cuarentena en casa durante 14 días, ya que ese es el periodo de incubación del virus. Para que nuestra recuperación sea exitosa, tenemos que cuidarnos unos a otros. 
Gracias a todos por todo lo que ya hacen para mantenernos seguros. Okay, and now we'll move on to remarks in Armenian by Nona Oganisian. Varyor Bolorin. Shnorakalen verahuskich marmineri vokch horurtin. Nerka iravijaki veraberial, tavialnere hetevialnen. I sort sabov height numenk, yevas hitsun yerek mahvan masin. Այս մարդկանցից 35 65 տարեկանից բարձր են, որոնցից 30-ը ունեցել են ուղեկցող առողջական խնդիրներ։ 14 անձի տարիքը 41-ից 65-ն է եւ 12-ը ունեցել են ուղեկցող առողջական խնդիրներ։ Սա բերում է ընդհանուր մահերի թիվը 2195-ի։ 2024 Karasun tokos Latino Latinx, Xan in a tokos spitak, Tasio tokos Asiakan, Tasna Yerku tokos Afro Americaciner, Mek tokos Benik Havayan, Yev Mek tokos Mekal Rasa Kam Hump. Covid Tasnenov Mahatsats and Zans in a sun Yerek tokos, Unes, Urekso, Arochakan Hantirner. Incha Karevorume Ein and Zans of Ker Arochakan Lurch Hantirnerunen, Menaltana, Yev Husapel. Sert Kaperitz. I sold men height numenk in Naharu Yerasun Yerek Depki Massin. Yevsa Berume Los Angeles Shurjani Dragan Depkeritiva Karasun Uthazar Yot Harri. As Depker Nerarumen Long Beach Karakum Mergorts and Kernerik Ormitz Grantsvats, Hazar Vetshaur Depker, Isk Pasadena Karaki Ormitz Grantsvats, Uthar Utsun Yerek Depker, Boronkunen Ankah, Arocha Pahakan, Pajamukner. Մենք հայտնում ենք 368 հաստատված դեպք անոթևան ապրող մարդկանց շրջանում։ Ապաստան գտած 181 անձինք պատշաճ կերպով մեկուսացված են, իսկ սերտ կապերը կարանտինացված են։ Անոթևան մարդկանց մեծ մասը, ովքեր դրական են COVID-19-ով, եղել են միության փրկարար առաքելության հյուրերը։ Հոսպիտալացման տվյալները 6283 դեպք ինչ որ պահի հոսպիտալացվել են որը կազմում է բոլոր դրական դեպքերի 13%-ը ներկայումս հոսպիտալացվել են 1477 մարդ որոնցից 27%-ը գտնվում են ինտենսիվ խնամքի բաժանմունքում իսկ 19%-ը միացված են շնչառական օդափոխիչների Ներկայումս քննություններ են կատարվում 484 ինստիտուցիոնալ բնակության հաստատություններում։ Դրանց թվում են ծերանոցներ, ապաստաններ, բուժման կենտրոններ, օժանդակվող բնակելի հաստատություններ եւ քրեակատարողական հիմնարկներ։ Ինստիտուցիոնալ միջավայրում հաստատված ընդհանուր դեպքերը 11772-ն են ներառյալ անձնակազմ եւ բնակիչներ։ Այս դեպքերից բնակիչները կազմում են 7492-ը, իսկ անձնակազմը կազմում է 4280։ Ցավով ենք հայտնում, որ այս հաստատություններում COVID-19-ով մահացել է 1048 բնակիչ, որը կազմում է բոլոր մահերի 53%-ը։ Մենք զեկուցում ենք, որ հաստատված 779-ը դեպքեր արձանագրվել են քրեակատարողական հիմնարկներում։ Vetsaryot data partial yev har 72 ashkhatokh. Har 82 bantarkyalner testavorvel en drakan 242-se mekusatsvats en 425-a arokhchatsel en 
և 5163-ը կարանտինի մեջ են։ 176 դեպք նահանգային բանտերում, 127 բանտարկյալ և 49-ը անձնակազմ, 744 դեպք վեդերալ բանտերում, 730 բանտարկյալ և 14 աշխատակազմ, 25 աշխատակազմի դեպք անչապահազների հաստատություններում։ Մենք տեղադրում ենք հաստատված դեպքերի և մահվանդիվը մերկայքում, աշխատողներին, բնայկիչներին և ընտանիքներին տեղեկացնելուց հետո։ Եվ լոս անժոր շրջանի արձանագրված բոլոր նոր դեպքերի զեգույցը հաստատությունում գրանցվել են 247 դրական դեպք անձնակազմի մեջ, 515 կարանտինի մեջ են, 1281-ը վերադարձել են աշխատանքի։ լոս անժելոր շրջանի հրշեջ վարջությունը հայտնում է, 28 դրական դեպքեր անձնակազմի մեջ, 12-ը ավելի կան 517 հազար մարդ տեստավորվել են և արդյունքները զեկուցվել են լոս անջելոսի շրջան, որից ութը տոքոսը դրական են։ Ես ուզում եմ կաջալերել ձեզ տեստավորվել, եթե ունեք աղթանիշներ, տարածաշրջանային նորություններ առողջապահության աշխատողների վերաբերալ։ Ես կծանկանայի խոսել առողջապահական աշխատողների շրջանում կատարված դեպքերի վերաբերալ։ Այս թվերը ներարում են բոլոր առողջապահական աշխատողն հաստատվել են լոս անջելոս կոնստությունում դրական COVID-19-ով։ Սա լրացուցի 563 նոր տեպքեր են, նախոր չապատվա համմատ, որոնք հայտնաբերվել են աշխատանքային 26 տարբեր վայրերում և դեպքերի ճնշող մեծամասնությունը � Կովիտ տասնինի դրական դեպքերը կազում են 44 տոքոս։ Եվ դա մեծ մասամ արտացոլված է այս վայրերում մեծականակ տեստերի թվով։ Հիվանդանոցները կազում են դեպքերի լրացուցիչ 26 տոքոսը, դրական � պարամետրերին։ Բուշ կույրերը շարնակում են հաշվի արնել դրական դեպքերի մեծ մասը 46 տոքոս, չնայած դեպքեր են հայտնաբերվել մի շարկ մասնագիտական դերերի շարկում, ներարյալ խնամակալներին, բժշկական ոգնականներին, � 163 հմուտ բուշկուրական հաստատություն փորձարկել են բոլոր բնակիչներին և անձնակազմին, ինչը լրացուցիչ 63 բուշկուրական հաստությունների ընթացքի մեջ են։ Եվ այս աշխատանքը համագործակցվում է 
մենք շարունակում ենք ականատես լինել հմուտ բուժքուրական հաստատություններում բնակվող մարդկանց ամենօրյա մահացության անկմանը երեկվա դրությամբ միջին հաշվով օրեկան 7 մահացություն է տեղի ունեցել համատած 1 շափատվա ընթացքում միջինը 21 մահվան հետ իսկ 3 շափատ առաջ օրվա ընթացքում 25 մահվան դեպք է գրանցվել մենք երախտապարտ են խորթին եւ գլխավոր տեսուչին այս գործում ցուցաբերած աջակցության համար կարգը եւ վերաբացումը Երեք Լոս Անջելոս նահանգի առողջապահության հսկիչը նոր հրաման է արձակել ավելի անվտանգ աշխատավայրերում եւ համայնքում այս հրամանը կառուցված է նախորդ առողջապահության պատվերներից եւ պետական գործադիր հրամանատարության հետ համաձայնացնելով թույլ է տալիս վերակառուցել հերավորություն եւ վարակի վերահսկման պահանջները աղօթքի տների գրասենյակների մանրածախ հաստատություններում առևտրի ոլորտի գնումներ կատարելիս ներառյալ փակ առևտրային կենտրոններ եւ շուկաներ լողավազանները տաք լոգարանները եւ սաունաները որոնք գտնվում են բազմաբնակ շենքում կամ տան սեփականատերերի միության մի մասում կարող են նաեւ բացվել թույլատրվում են նաեւ քաղաքական բողոքի ցույցեր որոնք մասնակիցները ունեն սահմանափակ թիվ աղօթքի տները կարող են գործել 25% հզորությամբ կամ առավելագույնս 100 հոգով մանրածախ ձեռնարկությունները ներառյալ առևտրի կենտրոնները կարող են գործել 50% հզորությամբ այս կարգադրությունը մեծ համահունչ է նահանգի առաջադրած համաների հետ որոնք թույլ են տալիս վարչաշրջանի արագ ընդունելու պետական վերաբացումները Եթե առողջապահության վարչությունը եւ խորհուրդը այլ կերպ չի որոշում։ Այն ձեռնարկությունների համար, ովքեր նախատեսում են վերաբացում, պահպանեք հերավորության եւ վարակի դեմ պայքարի հրահանգները, որոնք ապահովում են անվտանգությունը աշխատողների եւ հաճախորդների համար։ Վերաբացման ընթացքում մենք վտանգի տակ ենք դնում շատ բան։ Ավելի շատ մարդիկ, ովքեր գտնվում են մի միանց կողքին, կարող են հանգեցնել կովիդ 19-ի ավելի շատ փոխանցման, ավելի շատ դեպքերի եւ հավանաբար ավելի շատ հոսպիտալացման եւ մահվան։ Այսպիսով, երբ բիզնեսները վերաբացվեն, կամ բոլոր երեք կանոնները, որոնք բոլորս պետք է հետևենք։ Քանի որ մեզանից որևէ մեկը կարող է դրական լինել կովիդ 19-ի համար եւ չգիտի դա, մենք պետք է համոզվենք, որ մեր շնչառական կաթիլները չեն տարածվում ուրիշների վրա անհրաժեշտ է դիմակով ծածկել եւ այլ մարդկանցից առնվազը 6 ոտք հերում մնալ վերականգնման հաջորդ ճանապարհին բանալին բոլորիս մոտ է որը անում ենք մեր մի մասը պաշտպանելու մի միանց եւ շնորհակալ եմ բոլոր նրանց ովքեր արդեն կատարում են իրենց մասը եկեք հոգ տանենք մի միանց շնորհակալություն Thank you. This concludes the press conference. This episode of LA Public Health was produced by the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. Our department is nationally accredited by the Public Health Accreditation Board and is committed to protecting and improving the health of over 10 million residents in Los Angeles County. For more information about DPH programs and services, visit publichealth.lacounty.gov. and follow us on social media at LA Public Health. 
My name is Steve Baldwin, and you've been listening to the LA Public Health Podcast.